0: Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck. And we have one word for you, buddy. Wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one, Chuck. Poop. <laughs> That's a genuine laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That always gets me. Poop is just funny.
0: It is funny. It's literally a funny word. Um, and this episode we're talking about a guy named Chris Westbury who is a researcher out of the University of Alberta, a psychologist, actually. And he wanted to figure out what makes things funny, and specifically what makes some words funnier than others. And apparently, he was a bit of a math genius as a child, really got into the statistical analysis kind of stuff, and he's applied that as an adult in a study that has one of the better names of any study ever published.
1: Are you setting me up? I am. Yeah, it was called... uh... Wrigley, Squiffy, Lummox, and Boobs, colon, what makes some words funny? Mm-hmm. And this is just super interesting to me, too, because uh, like we were talking about with the um, nouns of assemblage, words and etymology really interest me and comedy interests me. And th- even though I've never done stand-up, I know that comedians take a lot of great care with not only the bits and the flow and the tone, but specific words are funnier than others and can really punch up a joke. Agreed. And it says here in this Works article, a word like Schenectady or Rancho Cucamonga or Kalamazoo. (laughs) That's right. Are just kind of funny words. And this guy went out to figure out why.
0: Yeah. He said, why? People said, who cares? It's just funny. Don't look too deeply into it. And he said, no, I'm going (laughs) to do the opposite of that. You will sit there and listen when I explain it to you through Josh and Chuck.
1: That's right. So what he did was he started off with, and this is going to get really kind of not fun at all in a, in a minute. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> but he started off with a list of 5,000 English words that uh, were rated funniest by people. I guess he did a poll or something. Mm-hmm. And then he constructed a, a mathematical model for predicting which ones, uh, what, what would be funny for every single word, like a ranking, I guess, yeah. for every single word in the dictionary.
0: Yeah, this model he came up with—it's kind of complex. It's multi-layered. It's kind of like an onion, and he basically now can Onion's run funny. any any word through it. It's okay. He can run the the onion is hilarious. Yes, but um, he can run any word through it and basically spit out like a, a I guess a, a a ranking. Yeah, like a laugh how, quotient. How funny, I guess. Yeah, how funny. That that word will probably be received, right? And this is all English words specifically. But he came up with, based on this mathematical model, the ten funniest words. Um, One of which I'm, we
1: probably shouldn't even say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But hey, man, First Amendment. All right. <laughs> uh, upchuck. Yeah, funny. Bubby. Huh. Boff. Okay. Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Yaps. Sure. Giggle. Hmm. Chuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> cooch. Okay. Guffaw. Yeah. Puffball. Mm-hmm. And jiggly.
1: Right. So those are the ten funniest. The runners up were squiffy, flappy, and bucko. And Bucko's a great one. Poop, puke, and boobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: got you. Just now, it just got you. Just, I mean, it's funny. <laughs> poop is funny. The same reason farting is funny. Yeah. The word yeah, fart is but funny.
0: Far, the word fart is funny, but it's also like uh, shame-inducing, you know? Like it really makes you feel really bad about yourself when you use it, right? Yeah, uh, I, I mean— it, does, it might just be me. But poop. <laughs> Basically, no one feels bad for saying the word poop, and it is just a genuinely funny word.
1: Yeah, and I'll also mention that farting is the one thing that uh, allows me to hold on to the fact that there may be a god. And that there are farts? That, yeah, and that, that God has a sense of humor because the <laughs> fact that a smelly, flammable gas comes out of your butthole mm-hmm. and makes a sound.
0: <laughs> yeah, and believe us, everybody, we've verified it is flammable. It's one of the greatest things about human beings. It's pretty great. You know? Yep, especially when it's like food goes in.
1: <laughs> we say poot in our house
0: now. Poot's a good one. For obvious reasons. You know what I say, of course, which is shoot a duck. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Or just pretend it didn't happen, one of those two.
1: (laughs) Right. So uh, another thing we should mention here is um, the incongruity theory, and that is the idea that – and this is sort of a tried-and-true comedy uh, virtue, which is something unexpected will make you laugh most times. It's when you have an expectation of something and something else happens, Mm -hmm. a lot of good comedy can come from that.
0: And, and I mean that's absolutely the basis of comedy, at least as far as like all anecdotal evidence, all um like uh, sensible common sense, which is the most sensible <laughs> kind or the most common kind um when when like you really stop and think about incongruity theory, it really really makes a lot of sense, right but yeah. Chris Westbury was like, that's all well and good. Way to go, Cicero, for coming up with incongruity theory. But I like to quantify things, so I'm going to do that. And we'll be right back to explain exactly how he did that after this.
1: I got a question. Okay. Is Westbury the most interesting guy at the dinner party or does he make you want to gouge your eyeballs out?
0: I he might be listening so I'm not going to answer that question.
1: He's one or the other. Right. There's no in-between. You're either like, oh my God, I met this guy and you wouldn't believe like he's got these theories and mathematical things. Yeah, or we're following, <laughs> like we're
0: selling off all of our stuff and we're going to start following him around.
1: Or he's like, oh God, get me away from this dude. I just tried to make a fart joke and he tried to explain it to me. <laughs> right. Let me go find somebody who's been
0: on the keto diet for three years and talk to them instead. Oh man, that's good. So, um Keto's Chris- funny. What, it is. You know why? Because the letter K is in there, and we'll get to that in a minute. Totally. But what Chris Westbury did was he basically took all of these words. I think he took um, several hundred of them to start, like a subset of the, those 5,000 funniest words. And he just kind of took a random subset of them, and he started analyzing them with a Google tool that basically shows co-occurrence, right? So, basically, you run these words through this little Google Uh, machine learning algorithm, and it spits out other words that people have used instead of or in conjunction with it, right? And what he figured out was that out of like this couple hundred uh, sample uh, set, you could basically boil it down to six general categories. Um, And all of the words had something to do with either an expletive being an expletive, um, sex, Mm -hmm. the body, Partying, I guess, which one just, just kind of struck me as out of the blue. Yeah, um, I was not expecting that one. Uh, what else, Chuck? Uh,
1: animals or insults. Okay. And so those are the six clusters of categories of funny words.
0: Okay. So he said, oh, all right, great." But the thing is, there's a lot of words that like kind of straddle these categories. How can you? How can you say like, you know, what makes one funnier than the other? What's the deal here? And I'm not sure how he did this. I'm not even sure that he knows how he did this. (laughs) Maybe. But he basically assigned a statistical um, number to a word, and insofar as it related to its category, right? So, like um, uh, uh, birthday cake was probably pretty close to the party category. Like, it's it's probably pretty close. Or fete, or fiesta, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It's very close to, it's synonymous to a word in this category. But even that didn't quite describe what made a word funny. And what I guess he figured out, and I'm not sure how he did this, was that the funniest words were related um, equally... Roughly to a number of different categories, and it seems like the more that a word was related to one or a number of these six categories, the funnier it was. And a good example he gave was "poop." Right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it. It can be an expletive. It can be um, part of the body. It can be a party. Um, there's there, it, it. It has to do with multiple categories, and so it's funnier than say "fiesta" is.
1: You know, that made sense to me for the first time after reading this like seven times.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven, seven eight, 10 times maybe.
1: Yeah. It just – the way he was putting it never made sense. But you brought it around for me. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Chuck. Man, that means a lot to me.
1: So he got to that point. But then he said, you know what? The meaning of these words, that's only one kind of measurement. Everyone mm-hmm. else was saying, stop. Yes, <laughs> please. That's good. That's good. You're fine. You did it. You did it. <laughs> But he said, no, 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 that's not enough. Uh, Meeting is only one type of measurement. And so he said, let's look at, and this is actually kind of the good part to me. He said, Mm -hmm. we need to look at the form of these words, how long they are, the individual sounds that make up these words. And that's where incongruity theory of humor kind of comes back because the fewer times that these uh, phonemes, the individual sounds appear, Mm -hmm. like the more rare they are, the funnier that people think they are.
0: Yeah, like basically um I guess K is much the K sound in particular is much less um used in English than say like B. Yeah. So that's why like words with K sounds or uh, are funnier than words with say T sounds. So pickle is funnier than tomato which is, we just inherently know. And so what Chris Westbury was basically onto was that ba- by analyzing the arrangement of letters and how frequently they occur in words in the English language, that he, he tied it into that incongruity theory. And he basically said, our brains are constantly analyzing the information that's coming in from watching TV or talking to people or reading yeah. or something like that. And we have a certain expectation And when that expectation isn't met, um, like something that statistically is improbable, like the word Walla Walla Washington comes up out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. you don't see that every day. You weren't really expecting it, and it kind of makes things funny to you because it triggers that incongruity response.
1: Yeah, and your brain is, you don't know it, but it's constantly doing this in the background, and you just hear it as funny. Right, right. You just you just go,
0: walla, walla, Washington.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, if you're just starting out in comedy, really pay attention to the words, and especially the words in the punchline, because swapping out individual words can make a big difference.
0: For sure.
1: Um, can we close with this quote from the Sunshine Boys? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the great—have you ever seen this movie? I
0: have not, man, but I know it's George Burns and Walter
1: Matthau. Yes, it is the best. It is a great, great movie about this comedy team who hate each other's guts, and they're old men now, and they're trying to get them together for a reunion show. Nice. So Walter Matthau says this, 57 years in the business, you learn a few things. You know what words are funny and which words are not funny. Alka-Seltzer is funny. You say Alka-Seltzer, you get a laugh. Casey stingle that's a funny name. Robert Taylor is not funny. Cupcake is funny. Tomato is not funny. Cleveland is funny. Maryland is not funny. And then there's chicken. Chicken is funny. Pickle is funny. <laughs> and he's kind of right.
0: Oh, he's beyond kind of right. He's fully right for sure. Good stuff. But just one question. That was your Walter Matthau? That uh, wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody go watch the Sunshine Boys and uh, see what Chuck was talking about and you can compare his Walter Matthau to the real Walter Matthau. How about that? Uh, and in the meantime, you can go check out this article on How Stuff Works, right, Chuck? That's right. And in the meantime, meantime, Short Stuff is out.
1: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows.